I'm going to tell you a funny story from when we were driving. We were driving from Olympia to Portland, and we stopped at a rest stop. And I uh, went into the stall, and I was sitting on the toilet, and somebody like came into the stall next to me. And as I'm sitting there, just this little tiny dog walks under my stall. <laughs> And just like kind of looks at me and then just keeps going into the next stall. And I just hear the person next to me go, no, come back here. <laughs> was just like, Hello. Watch it, sister. Welcome to Watch It, sister. I'm your older sister. Almost 30. Gonna live out my last months as a 20-something. It's me, Jesse. You turned 30 this year? I sure am. I thought you were only 28. I'm 29. No. I forgot you're. You have. Never mind, I remember. You're gonna introduce yourself or what? <laughs> no, they know who I am. <laughs> I'm Sarah, your younger sister, who's turning 25 in less than six months and is very scared. Don't worry. After 25, you'll just stop caring about your age. Like, now I'm at the point where I'm like, boy, I can't wait for my hair to go gray so I can stop bleaching it to dye it pink. <laughs> Yay. That's true. My therapist has gray hair, and she dyes it purple, and it's really cool. That's what our Taiko Actually, teacher does. I don't know if she's my therapist. We'll talk about that later. Oh. Um... Well, we finally watched some more Avatar. We did. I apologize for the delay. I had to escape the heat and go to the Northwest to get my new car. So now Ooh. Scott and I are officially a two-car household. This is the first wow. time in my entire life that I have had my own car. It's technically... Our car, but we have enough cars that I can drive my own car. I don't have to share. You had one when you were, weren't you, when you were, was that after you were married? I've I guess never had my own one. car. Wow. I'm the only wild. person in our six-person household that did not have their own car. That's so funny. That's because you always rode your bike to Leah's house. Yeah, it was because everywhere I went, it was either with Benji or Leah, and both of them could drive me, so I was like, uh. huh. Like, either Leah would pick me up, or Benji and I would go to the same place together. That's true. Or, yeah. you know, I would just share. Anywho, um, so we're Avatar. back. We're back, baby. Avatar. I feel like this book, I'm like, finally, we're in it with, like, this is what I want to see. I want to see these kids having a good time. Yeah, I feel like if stuff. this, the first two episodes were so much, I don't know, the last episode I did fall asleep during <laughs> the very end. Oh! Ugh. Sarah just got attacked by a assassin. For all of you listening. <sighs> I'm okay. So sorry. She beat him off easily. Ooh, that Don't was worry. a quick one. Um, anywho, the third episode was very boring, and I didn't care about it at all, and I fell asleep in the last three minutes. I don't know what happened. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. You missed the most important part at the end. That's okay. I'll tell you what happened. All right, cool. Let's talk about the first episode, though. Episode... Three, four. Book three, episode four. Book three, episode four. I have four. given up trying to calculate what actual episode number it is, so we're just doing it by book three, episode four. Sokka's master. Oh, yes. So, um, we start off by the gang um, watching, like, a meteor shower. Yeah. And I was like, this is cute. And I took me a second to remember what was happening because it had been so long since I watched. So when they were all in their firebender gear, I was like, what are they wearing? Um, but a comet or meteorite comes and hits this village next to them and they just like real quick run up and fix it. Because they're like, oh they, no, fire. We got to keep that village from catching on fire. 
Yeah, so they they uh, douse the meteorite with water from Katara, and they like make a moat uh, out of the ground. And Sokka's like, "You guys are so cool. I suck." And they're like, "No, Sokka, you're funny." Yeah, they're we like, need you're you the fun game. friend. And he's like, yeah, but I don't have cool superpowers. Yeah, which is totally fair. Which you have brought I'm up s- before, so. Yes, because I, I am a genius. Feel about this episode. Um, yeah, and then, uh, so he, they're like, well, you need a master. Because, and at first I was like, what the heck? And then I realized what they were saying. And then. I thought, I don't know, it was just, anyway, I'm not going to make a deal out of that. And then, uh, they're like, we all had teachers, you need a teacher. So he's like, okay. So he goes to this big, big, uh, sword fighting guy. They find out that there's, like, this legendary sword master in the area that they're in. So they're like, that's what you should do, Sokka. And they're like, Okay. Um, and he's like, hey, I'm here to learn sword fighting. And the butler's like, what do you have to prove you're worthy? He's like, not a thing, bruh. Not a thing. And then he's like, alright, come in. And then he goes and talks to the sword master, and he's like, what? What's up? And he's like, let me guess. You're like the best sword fighter in your dinky little town and you're here He's to like, beg me to teach you and Sokka's like no I suck He's like yeah no I've been all over the world and I know that I know a little bit just a little which impresses like, him and he's like good I'll teach you Yes he sees the humbleness in his heart Yes, so he teaches him and then and then they do a lot of painting. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny because I did. They tricked me. I thought he was doing poorly. Because he was like, he was like, you need to learn your surroundings. So look really quickly and then paint it. And then he painted it poorly. And then and he like. added a rainbow. He would like, yeah, but also he didn't even do the waterfall. <laughs> Like, there was just, like, a whole bunch of stuff. Ew, anyway, he was, like, he did all the, like, wax on, wax off challenges. And <laughs> he did them poorly. And then he was, like, he was, like, ah, all right, you're, you're good. Good enough, bro. He was, like, what? But I did all your challenges, bad. And he was, like, no, you showed ingenuity and creativeness and uh, thinking outside the box. And he was, like, okay, cool. And then he was, like... Alright, let's make your sword. Because they're like Jedis who make their swords. And he goes and gets a piece of the meteorite, which I thought was pretty cool. Except I was like, wait, is this just to remind you that you're not special? Like, this was kind of a hard piece for you. Sorry, I got so distracted by that really deep Star Wars reference you just made and I could not listen to what you were saying. That's not deep. What? That's like the only other thing. What? <laughs> Sorry. What? What did you say? Yeah. You just stopped listening because I said Jedi. I was no. I was really amused that you know that the Jedi make their own lightsabers. If that's what you were yeah. saying, I don't think that's I, common knowledge. Well, it is because. Well, I I don't know. I thought it would be because I know it. I guess I Well, here's why I know. In episode three, General Grievous has blue and green lightsabers. And I was always like, uh, those are the good guys. And then Benji told me that he, everyone else makes their things. That's why the Sith make the red ones. Uh. And everyone else has the blue or green or purple, like our Lord and Savior Mace Windu. And, uh, because of that, Oh, but General Grievous was a butthole who stole his own, his stole lightsabers. Yes. That's why he has blue and green ones. Yes. I'm Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. What were you saying about Sokka's sword? 
they made it out of the meteorite. Yes. Which I first was like, like, choose from all these materials. And then Sokka was like, can I choose something else? And he was like, I wouldn't have expected anything else. And I was like, then why'd you give him all this Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, he's like, I wouldn't have it any other way. And he's like, then why were you having it the other way? Yeah, why'd you give him those options? Um, well, I thought that at first I was like, that's kind of cute. And then I was like, wait, but that's kind of like a bad, a negative memory for Sokka. Because that was when he realized he was like, oh, you thought he would have like negative connotations with the meteorite. Yeah, I don't know, but, but I guess I mean, he didn't, it's and it was cool. Because cool, who was else like could a... say they have a sword made out of space metal? That's true. Um, so they make his little sword. What's and... the gang doing while he's training? Not a damn thing. They're all like laying around trying to be funny, and they're like, "Ugh, we miss some." Oh yeah, and none of them are funny. It's so hot. How hot is it? It's so hot. <laughs> That Momo is shedding like Appa. I didn't even understand that that was a joke. That was so yeah, unfunny. Was so bad. So they make Sokka a sword. And then they're like, then he's like, I can't lie to you anymore. I'm from the Water Nation. Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I know. He was like, you knew? He's like, your name is Sokka, dummy. <laughs> he's like, oh, haha. And then he's like, but the sword, the art of the sword does not belong to just the Fire Nation. It well, first they to- fight, and then he's like, using his surroundings and being resourceful. And then resourceful? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I knew for the whole time you were from the Water Tribe. And then he was like, what? Why did you still trust me? Because the blade belongs to the heart. Yeah, he was like, the knowledge of the arts belongs to everyone. Which is cool. We meet some good, good firebenders every once in a while. Well, so then the episode ends, and do you remember he gives them something when they leave? And I don't know if you remember what the significance of it is. Yeah, it was the White Lotus piece, which is the... Well, I guess I don't remember exactly what that group was called. It's called the White Lotus. Oh, but it's pretty much just old dudes that are nice guys. Yeah, it's the secret society of old dudes that are nice guys. That Uncle Iroh is in. Which we had some... uh, we had More like buff Iroh, am I right? Yeah, we had a... What Iroh was doing the whole time this episode was uh, having some secret prison workouts. Getting ripped. Buffle Iroh. Wait, Uncle Rippo. (laughs) Uncle... Um, That actually made me uncomfortable because old dudes with like buffness are like... There it is. (laughs) Uncle Iron. Yeah, I didn't like that, but... It, <laughs> you were like, oh, made... I'm confused. No. No. <laughs> no, I just... I was like, uh... I don't know. Well, they were... I didn't like when he was pretending to be yucky. And oh, then it's sad. cool that he's strong, but I thought it was funny that he had, like, a blanket in his robe. Oh, so he like, was pretending he still was fat, yeah. Like, he's already wearing a robe. Yeah. It hides your figure pretty well. I don't know. It's just me. So we see Iroh's definitely scheming and getting ready for something, because he's not just sitting around. He's getting ripped. I'm getting ripped tonight. R.I.P. that. Um, I just got my nose pierced again, and I keep whacking it, and it hurts. Um, it. Really, really bad. Get some help. Really bad. So. You know, I'm really cool. I have two nose piercings on the same nostril. Wow. Uh, anyway, that's really Yeah, it was really too. funny because, like, at the end. The prisoner, he, the guard, like, keeps making fun of Iroh and being like, you're a sad sack old man. Blah. And then at the end, he's like, look what you've become. Because Iroh's, like, pretending to be, like, 
drooly and stuff. And then he's just like, you used to be the greatest general. Look what you've become. And then as soon as he leaves, Ira like throws his robe off and he's like super buff. And I was like, what a on the nose line to have there. It really is funny. It is funny. I really uh, thought it was interesting with this episode. One, I like that we get to see Sokka being featured for an ep, but also I think it's interesting yeah. that we started out with Sokka being such a like stereotypical manly man character where he was like, I gotta be strong and fight to be masculine. And then this episode is about him like he's really expressing himself like through creativity and his like masculinity is already we can see much less centered in like stereotypical male attributes and more of just he's like this is who I am and I'm going to use it to my advantage and like not worry about whether he's the most manly man or not which I thought was really interesting right his character has come so far yeah from our little sexist Sokka to know our sweet, sensitive Sokka. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. I also had a note where I was like, that was one day? Because <laughs> they did, like, yeah. all these training montages, and he was like, all right, that's the end of today. And I was like, oh. So one yeah, day of then... training, I guess, for Sokka. Everyone else spent, like, months learning with months. their masters. <laughs> He's like, ah, you get the gist of it. Do some paintings. He said, That'll make think outside the box. Quality. Uh, the next episode was so weird. The beach. Azula, I love this episode. <laughs> I liked how they really made like they really like it was kind of meta because mm-hmm. they were like, "Look at how freaking intense Azula is, and how yes. like she is not like this is not real." Yeah. So the next episode was the beach, which I love. This episode, I think it's so fun because we get to see the like bad girl gang and Zuko in a like completely different context and I think this really helps us see them more as people and less as just like the bad guy characters because we're seeing them talk not only about their like upbringing but like having to interact with other people that are their age yeah which we're like oh yeah they are teenagers yeah so they are kind of sent on like a forced vacation to their summer home at the beach at Ember Island Zuko and Azula and May and Tylee yeah uh, so they go I just wrote in my note goth kid beach day (laughs) that's literally they were all so like ridiculous okay I had lots of pros lots of cons with this set okay okay so they like go play volleyball and that was fun and Azula, like, <clears throat> she's like, we'll destroy you forever! Azula's, like, way too intense. <laughs> so then, um, Tylee gets invited to, Tylee and May get invited to a party. And Azula's like, don't you want to invite us? Don't you know who we are? And he's like, don't you know who we are? We're Ron, John, and Chad. Chad. <laughs> Like, you want to come to our party? There's going to be a lot of important teenagers there. (laughs) And (laughs) that was so ridiculous. I just wrote in my notes, Azula's like a homeschooler. Yeah, she's she really, like, they really very, are. They literally she's like were. highly intelligent and really great at like operating as an adult with uh, with like adults. But when it comes to like being a normal teenager, she's no, just like so teenagers. weird. Yeah. So they go to this party, and he's like, "Oh, you guys are here really early," and she's like, "We're punctual because we are royalty." Uh, and so then he's like, oh, got it, dude, my dad's an admiral, so don't touch any of my stuff. (laughs) He's like, my dad doesn't know I'm having this party, please don't mess up my house. So they're just, like, chilling at this party, Azula's not doing great, Tylee's talking to a ton of boys, and May and Zuko are, like, fighting, because May is, like, 
super yeah i think this is the episode that really makes me be like i don't understand why may and zuko are a couple because they obviously have like no chemistry they're just like sulking together and arguing the whole time like when they're on the beach they're sitting next to each other and Zuko like hands her a shell and he's like here this is for you and she's like why would I want this and he's like I don't know don't girls like pretty stuff and she was like maybe stupid girls sick burn yes so then uh... then Tylee goes to talk to Azula and she's like I'm just too popular. All these boys won't leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Zulo, Zuko, and <laughs> May uh-huh. break up. And that's fun. And Azula tries to have Tylee teach her how to be flirty. That's right. Um, they why do they get kicked out of the party? So she goes to like Azula like goes to talk to that Chen guy, and she's like, "I'm ready for a tour of the house," and he's like, "Oh okay. yeah." <laughs> and then Ty Lee told her to like just laugh at everything he says. And he's like, "There's so much sand here. It's like welcome to Sandy Land." <laughs> <laughs> And then she's like, ha, ha, ha. And then he's like, okay, let's kiss. And then they do. And then she's like, together we will be the most powerful couple in the entire world. We will dominate the earth. Yeah, and he was like, okay, cool. I'm just trying to pass chemistry. (laughs) He's like, I gotta go. You're too intense. Yeah, which is so real. And then he leaves or kicks her out. Or they leave. Zuko starts a fight. That's why they get kicked out. Because some right, guy is talking right. to May, and he's like, "Stop talking to my girlfriend." Yeah, he kept saying the word "girlfriend," which felt felt real out of the universe. You think so? Yeah. Um. But she this was like all, like a cross. This is like a crossover episode with another universe. <laughs> it's it was really weird. But anyway, um. So they do that. So the so Zuko goes to their old house. Like Zuko leaves and he's like, "Fine, I'm leaving." And he goes to their old house where they used to have like a big palace where they would come as kids and he looks at a painting of him and his family when they were all little. And it enrages him. And he's like, "Uh, things are so different now." Um, so he burns that picture. Yeah, the four of them, like, sit on the beach, and they all, like, whine about their childhoods and have a good talk. And Azula's like, haha, I don't have any childhood trauma. Mom liked Zuko better than me and thought I was a monster, but I don't care. I, don't I am a monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was weird. They were all just like, hey, here's my trauma. My life is hard. And then they're like, Ty Lee has like six twin sisters or whatever. I think that's why it started. I think it started because they were like, hey, Zuko, what's wrong? And he was like, I hate you, Ty Lee. You always are perfect and dumb. And then she like gets sad. And then she's like, well, sorry. Here's what my life was like. Blah. Yeah. And then May does the same thing. And then they all just do it. But it was all like really awkward and like forced and I just didn't I don't know it was weird and then it was like here's some really obvious childhood trauma and it's really applicable to exactly who I am and what I'm dealing with today and then Zuko was like I'm mad at myself because I'm confused and that was like it yep and then they're like we're all friends because we're not perfect. Tylee was like, the beach really did smooth us out. I feel so much better now. <laughs> well, and, and that's when Zuko was like, let's burn all this stuff from our old house. Yeah, it was weird. 
Very weird vibes. Oh no! Oh wait! And then they were like, Azula's like, I know how we can feel better, and they go back and trash the guy's house. Oh yeah, that was so weird. And then there's like that weird snapshot at the end of them all just like in front of a giant fire, like ha 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 ha. Violence. That was so weird because, like, also because they really are like adults, and so it's like they just like went in and trashed those kids' house. Yeah, I just said my last note of this episode was these kids are a hot mess. That Snapchat, that snapshot at the end was so weird. It was very weird. The gang is in this episode. Do you remember what's happening with them? Yes. Give me a second. Oh, yeah, they're getting chased around by some weird cyborg. Yeah, so they're being, like, real lackadaisical about Aang being covered up because they're, like, swimming. And Toph is like, Aang, isn't someone going to see your tattoos? And he's like, it's fine. There's nobody here. And then there's, like, some Fire Nation guards that see him. And they, like, send a message to the Fire Lord that the Avatar is alive. But then it gets intercepted by the guy that Zuko hired. And he comes to get them. Um, his character is very strange. He's like, I'm a cyborg, and I have a laser in my forehead. Yeah, we'll have to see, but I, if I remember correctly, he's like the only character in this whole show that doesn't really make sense to me. Like, they don't really explain anything about him later on. He just is like... He's a firebender. He's like, he's just, just a guy that's like, he's using like... A psychic beam from his third eye tattoo. Yeah, that's weird. So they have to run away from him, but they manage to escape. Um, yeah, that was that episode. So I, like, really liked it, but I also really hated it. Yeah. Like, it was funny, but I was like, no, this isn't real. This is not, this isn't real. But it was like, oh, it's kind of nice because it is kind of real. But it wasn't real. You know? What do you mean it wasn't real? Because we've had episodes before. Like, we had the episode with the Fire Nation kids, with the Fire Nation school, where they had a dance party. And that didn't seem out of place. Yeah, but, like, with Azula... It just doesn't make sense that she's... I mean, I I don't know. I guess it does, but it doesn't. Like, she's only, like, 16 or 17 or whatever. She's younger than Zuko, so she's less than 16. But she's, like, even more insane, though. Like, she's, like... She's, like, ready to be queen. So you, you thought know? it was just weird seeing her with other teenagers in general? I think so. And it was just, like... I don't know. It was just, like, too different of a world that she lives in mm-hmm. to make sense, you know? Yeah. But I think it's interesting seeing her in that context because it really does, I think, kind of force the viewer to take her out of the context of, like, oh, she's the evil calculating person. And, like, oh, yeah, she is, like, a child. And she does have issues we just don't see them because she's so confident and clever but when we see her like have to be a normal person she's like ha 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 careful chen that outfit could puncture a battle class warship leaving thousands to drown at sea because it's so sharp she's conquered the fire nation but can she conquer high school? <laughs> Record scratch. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how it yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I, I kind of wish we had time for really them crackling. to, like, before this, kind of give us a little more insight into me and Ty Lee. Yeah, I don't care about them as much as I feel like I if I knew them better like I feel like Ty Lee's character makes more sense to me like I feel like she gets fleshed out a little bit more I think because May is such a like passive character it's hard to hear her story of like oh I just am like this because my parents told me to be obedient like 
that seems like the least developed because she doesn't seem like she seems very detached not like she's very obedient but more of like she just doesn't care yeah yeah exactly and then she and Zuko make up and they're like okay we're together again for some reason I feel like they're really only together because she's like the most tolerable girl in his like immediate vicinity (laughs) he's like you hate stuff and I hate stuff we should make out (laughs) Yeah, they're the fun, angry couple. But I don't think they actually, like, have much in common, aside from, like, not liking things. Like, aside from being Uh, cynical, I don't think they really have anything in common. Like, he doesn't know what she likes. Like, when they're at the beach, he's, like, here, and she's like, why would I want this? He's like, I don't know. Anyway. But also, he gets mad at her because she doesn't like anything. Anyways, that's the beach episode. Are you frozen or are you just looking at something? Okay, good. Um, so then the next ep. Some backstory. Was kind of interesting. Episode six is the Avatar and the Fire Lord. I feel like here's what, here's what this episode could have been. A whole lot of other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And then someone being like, oh, yeah, did you know that actually Avatar Roku and Grandpa Fire Lord were friends? Yep, they used to be friends. Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah, I was thinking the same a- thing. So it starts with a Roku just is like the first shot we see is just Roku being like, hey, Aang, I need to talk to you. And you're like, oh, OK. Hi, Roku. <laughs> And then he's like, come to my old island and we'll have a spirit journey. And so then Aang wakes up and he's like, okay, Roku. And then Zuko's like, hey, do you know why Grandpa died? Yeah, Zuko gets a secret message that's like, check out the family secrets. Hot gods. Family secret library. Family Secrets Library. Well, Zuko's, like, really dumb. And he, like, reads the message, and then he goes and, like, stares at the painting of Sozin, and he's like, hey, Azula, what even happened to Sozin? And she's like, ugh, didn't you pay attention in school, Zuko? And then he's like, hmm. And then he goes back to his room, and he's like, this didn't even do anything, and throws the, like, scroll onto a lamp, and then there's, like, a secret oh, message, yeah. and he's like, oh, a secret message. <laughs> Okay, so pretty much this is what happened. Roku was BFFs with their... He's in the Fire Nation, which yep. I thought was very nice. He's in the Fire Nation, and he was BFFs with... What's his name? Sozin? Yeah. The prince at Sozin. The, the prince of the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what up? Uh, are they like BFFs? And then he was like, hey, uh, you're the Avatar. And Roku was like, whoa! And yeah, so they like, like showed up at his birthday party and they're like, hey, you're the Avatar. You and have to go on so, a journey. So he leaves for like 12 years and masters all the elements and then he comes back and they're still BFS. And they're like, cool, yeah. And Roku and Zozin's like, hey, by the way, um, which I thought was kind of pure how like Roku or Sozin didn't want to just conquer for conquer's sake. He was like, hey, like, we're living in absolute, like, really great. Like, we need to just, like, share this with everybody. Like, everyone can yeah, enjoy so this. He so he didn't start off the being, most like, awful moment, though, where he's like, hey, I know it's your wedding, but I really need to talk to you about this. Yeah, that was weird. So he's like, at Roku's wedding, and Sozin is basically like, at this point, Sozin has become the Fire Lord. And he's like, we're living in an unprecedented time of history in our nation. And we could share this prosperity with the world. And Sozin just, like, immediately shuts him down. And is like, no! Bad! Bad Sozin! Bad Sozin. And then Roku's like, the four nations are supposed to be four. Don't ever talk to me about this again. 
Yeah, like, I mean, he okay. could have, like, heard him out. There could have been better plans, but yeah. I don't know. So he is like, all right, fine, whatever. And then this is when I started dozing. So then they, like, don't talk to each other for 25 years. And the, so Aang is learning all this from his, like, time travel dream that he's having with Roku. Oh, yeah. And Z- this- Zuko, like, goes to the secret dragon bone catacombs. And he's reading, like, the last will and testament of Fire Lord Sozin. So he's reading all of this from Sozin's perspective. So. This was very confusing to come in and out of sleep to this <laughs> winding story of these two dudes that are identical. Just two old dudes wearing red outfits. Yeah, with long hair and a little bun. Yeah. So, basically, Susan's like, don't ever talk to me about this again. I'm going back to my island. Bye. And so he like gets married and goes off and lives on his island for a long time. And then the volcano on his home island (coughs) erupts. And for some reason, like, everyone leaves and escapes. And for some reason, he's like, I have to fight the volcano. I have to stop it from erupting. And I was like, this seems, like, counterintuitive to what the Avatar is supposed to be doing. Like, the Avatar is supposed to be, like, the balance of the world. Like, trying to force a volcano to stop erupting doesn't seem... Like, that's a that's natural a thing that happens. Like, as long as you got everyone out, like, I guess you would want to divert, like, the damage from being done to their village. But also, why are you trying to fight a volcano? <laughs> you gotta fight it. Gotta and Sozin is, like, 100 miles away, but he can see the volcano erupting. So he flies over there to help Roku fight the volcano. Where's my and then they're, like, running around on the volcano, and there's, like, tons of ash and poisonous gas, and uh, Roku gets, like, a vent of poison gas into his face, and he's like, help me, Sozin, and Sozin's like, hmm, but if All you die, yeah, and then he just, like, pieces out, <laughs> and then Roku's dragon comes, and instead of flying away, he just, like, up and they die they get like engulfed in a fl- like why didn't they fly away i don't know dude it was i don't know so sad roku and his dragon die and then ang is born immediately and then sozin spends the rest of his life trying to hunt down the avatar and has a sad depressing end to his life and then zuko's like what he goes to Iroh in jail and he's like, this wasn't even that secret. I don't know why you wanted me to learn this. I already knew most of this. And then he's like, no, I meant your other great grandfather, Avatar Roku. Oh, because they're brothers? Because Roku married Sozin's sister. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I was like, wait, they weren't brothers. I mean, it was implied that it was his sister. It was, like, a lady in the castle. So, presumably, it was gotcha. another noble lady, if not his sister. So then, Iroh's like, Zuko, you're the great-grandson of Avatar Roku and Fire Lord Sozin. You alone can right the wrongs of our family's history. This is why you have so much struggle within you. Blah, blah, blah. And then Zuko's like, whatever. That's dumb. Um, Azula has exactly the same amount of blood, and also so does the Zuko's dad. Yeah, but Iros is like straight up, like, no, Azula bad. (laughs) Azula bad. No, no, no. Azula bad. We know Azula is evil. Oh, is that why Iros so like powerful and? Oh wait, would that mean he's? Probably most likely Roku's, like, son or something. Iroh? Yeah. Well, so, they said Roku, some- Roku is Zuko's maternal great-grandfather, so it's his mom's great-grandfather. Oh. So he okay. wouldn't be related to Iroh. That makes sense. But, um, then, then we end with the gang, and... 
Toph's like, well, I guess some people are just born super evil. And then Aang was like, I don't think that was the point of the story. I think the point was that everyone has potential to be really good or really bad. And then they're like, Toph is like, do you think friendships can really transcend lifetimes? And Aang is like, yeah. And they all hold hands. And then Sokka's like, well, scientifically, there's no evidence that that could actually happen. And Katara's like, shut up and just hold hands, Sokka. That's funny. Oh, was it in this episode? Or the first episode that there's a little bit of tension between um, Sokka and Toph? I think they've been, like, kind of subtly sneaking that in there. It wasn't this episode, but I think it was a... It must have been the Sokka's Master episode. But there's been a couple of instances where Sokka, like, says or does something and Toph will, like, blush. Blush. Oh, yeah, it was when Sokka came back from his day of training. And it was like, Sokka, we missed you. I didn't miss you. Yeah, Toph was like, I didn't miss you. Uh Uh-huh, woo blush. Uh woo yeah. Anyway, that episode was really long. It was. I Iowa. think I agree with you that like when Aang and Roku started having their little like time travel flashbacks, I was like, why did we need like you could have just said this to Aang in like ten seconds. You didn't need to show him all. Of this. But like, yeah. I guess that's the whole episode. Like, what else would they do? But I don't know. They could have done other stuff. I think it's really interesting that they made. Appa could have been in it. Zuko connected to the Avatar by blood. I think that's a really interesting choice. I really wish that in this episode we could have seen, because we saw like how Roku became the Avatar and like grew up, but we didn't really get to see how Sozin went from being like a normal person to being like, I want to kill all the air nomads. Yay, genocide. Also, um, this made me think... Why is Aang the only avatar that has the arrows? I don't know. When did he... Was he... I don't remember in the baby scene where they saw him as a baby. Did he have the arrows? No, because they're tattoos. He wasn't born with them. Okay, so that is just an Aang choice. That's not an avatar choice. I think the tattoos are, one, a air nomad thing, but, like, two, an avatar thing. Like, they aren't... The Avatar isn't no born else. with the arrows, but I think they were like the air nomads did that for the Avatar. Like that was a that was a thing that was like if you're an air nomad and the Avatar, I think oh. is my best guess, but I don't know. I don't think they ever really explain it. Cause I think the okay. lady, I think we did have one episode where he like had a reincarnation and talked to like his past self who was an Airbender lady. And I think she had them. Let's Google it. When he masters airbending, he earns his tattoos. I don't remember seeing them on anybody else, though. Well, that could be something that they put into the lore afterwards. what were we talking about? Um, that's yes, it. so that's I wish I wish they had really, like, shown us how Sozin went from, like, I want to share my prosperity. I mean, even at that point, he could have been, like, planning a militaristic version of it, but I don't know. I think mm-hmm. Sozin shut him down way too fast and then, like, ignored him for a long time when he could have, yeah. like... Like, Sozin has previously said to Aang in other episodes, like, this is my fault that you inherited this war. Because I think if he had actually, like, talked, like, if he had made the effort to be like, what do you mean, Sozin? Not Roku. Yeah. If Roku had, like, instead of just shutting Sozin down and being like, no, how dare you? The four nations have to be four. Which, like, why? We never, we never learn about, like, why that's important. Why can't the nations, like combine if they want to <laughs> um yeah but i think i mean it's possible that sozin would have always wanted to have a militaristic takeover but i think if if roku had like made the effort to be like okay yeah like let's find some like diplomatic and peaceful ways to like help the other nations and like spread our culture hey. like hey. that could have had a completely different future but 
We didn't, so who knows? Um, I feel like now we're, let's see, next week will be episode seven, eight, nine. So we'll be about halfway through. Yeah. Three. There's only, I think there's only two, is it 12 or 16 episodes in this book. It's really short. Oh, so we are getting halfway. real close to the end, baby. What do you think about the, uh, now we have this dynamic that, uh, Aang and Zoku, Zuko, who's Zuko? <laughs> Sorry. Aang and Zuko have this, like, seemingly this i feel like this episode was really trying to push like this idea that ang and zuko have this destiny because they're the descendants of these two best friends <laughs> so given the end of this episode do you think zuko is going to be evil until the end well the way you just phrased that question makes me think yes until the end and then i don't i have no idea right now it's all up in the air It's all over the place. Well, see. Zuko. Zuko seems pretty bad. He seems... Well, but then he also just, like, admitted that he's still confused. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm confused! That's why I'm angry with myself! So, he's conflicted. So we still know that. Even though he's hanging out with the bad girl club... He's not all the way bad. Yeah. And that's on God. <laughs> just kidding. This is the first episode where we see Iroh just straight up, like, denounce what the Fire Nation has done. Where he's like, you are the only one who can atone for the sins of our family. So now that Iroh's in jail, he's kind of straight up being like, yeah, our family did some real bad stuff. Yeah. We probably shouldn't have killed all the air nomads. I am proud of Iroh. Yes. Um, I don't really have any predictions right now. Yeah. Because I don't know what's happening. I guess it's going to be Iroh that's going to teach Aang firebending. I'm going to pull up Netflix and see how many episodes we have left. It's at this point it has to be Iroh. Or no, it has to be Iroh. We have by Netflix. Are there account, any more new characters? Sixteen episodes in this season. So so we'll be halfway by the end of the next up next yep. session. Yep. And now Sarah is very distracted by her dog. So I think that wraps up our avatar portion of this podcast. Shall we move on to uh, media we've consumed lately? What are you yes, watching? I started a new show that I love. Oh, great. I'm watching I'm watching Atypical. Okay. Um it I hit shuffle on Netflix the other day and that was the first thing. And you I actually said, use right. that feature? Yeah, I do. Uh sometimes. Well, not very often. We tried to do it one time for our podcast and do like a we hit shuffle. Let Netflix decide what we watch. Yeah. But it only did we wanted to watch a movie and it only did TV shows. Uh, <clears throat> so it would do which was kind of cute because it would do it would, like, hop in the middle of a show that we've already seen and be like, remember this episode? Or it would be, like, oh. or start a new show of something that you think it would think you'd like. That seems... So, like I had watched, decent. or had hovered over Atypical a couple times before. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be more of, like, an LGBTQ plus movie Did you or not show. know about the term atypical before? I didn't okay. know. I thought it was, so I didn't realize it was about autism. Yeah. Um, but it's so good. Is I it? love it. Yeah. I'm trying to remember um, if it was like positively or like neutrally received by the autistic community. Oh, I have no idea, but it's really funny. It's a lot more funny than I thought it would be. It's definitely not a comedy, but I laugh out loud a lot. Um, 
I watched, I think I'm in season three of four right now. Yeah. Um, but it's really funny and I like it a lot and it's really sweet. Um, it's good. It's good. It's very good. I think season four just like launched not too long ago. So I think that's why it's, that's probably why I recommended it to me. But I'm watching something else. What else did I watch? iCarly, of course. I've been watching a lot of the real world. Um, Bar Rescue. Ned's Declassified. The Amanda Show. Um, reliving your childhood. That, yeah. Uh, well, Paramount Plus, like, really, it's got all the Nickelodeon shows. So we watched a lot of Fairly Odd Parents one night. Shout out to my friend Butch Hartman. The creator of Fairly Odd Parents. Yes. I do know him in real life. I know you do. We talked about it on the show before. Oh, yeah. Um, la, 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 la. Yeah. Fairly Odd Parents is so good. It's so funny. It was like, a pretty we good concept. It. We're watching it. Like, I mean, we're not, like, watching it in order or anything. But we were watching probably, like, we watched, like, ten episodes the other night and it's so funny like it's hilarious um it's very good i feel like i was watching no that doesn't count i'm watching movies we watched jungle cruise oh yeah last last week um i like to know if you know me i like to go watch movies knowing absolutely nothing about them Mm -hmm. um sometimes i don't even know the title brett will just tell me we're going to see a movie uh, so I didn't know. He just told me Jungle Cruise. It's about a ride in Disney. So I kind of thought it was a Disney movie, which I guess it is. But it was really fun. Um, I can't remember the last time I watched like a PG movie. I don't know. We watched Ryan the Last Dragon, but that was an animated movie. I think, but I don't remember like the last time I watched like a like a family adventure film. Mm-hmm. So it was really funny. I was surprised by the obvious romance, and I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, yeah, this is a, it's like, I don't know. It's nothing's a surprise. It was pretty good. It was really funny. Um, I really loved seeing The Rock. Sorry, Dwayne Johnson. He's not a wrestler anymore. He's trying not to go by The Rock. I liked seeing him in this role. Uh, Emily Blunt was fantastic, as per usual. It's a good movie. Okay. I give it seven and a half out of ten. Have you seen the Jumanji remake? <clears throat> yes, it's and I love so it. Good. I haven't watched the second one yet, but I need to. Nick Jonas as an Amazing. actor is everything. Jack Black is so good in that movie, though. Uh, they're also so 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 it's good. Fantastic. Um, my. Uh, voice teachers from Karis uh-huh. were Nick and like Kevin and Joe's voice teachers when they were kids. And wow, so many Jersey. name drops in this episode for Sarah. And uh, <laughs> she's got connections. And uh, when we were in school, we would like talk about them all the time, right? Because obviously. But the other day, <laughs> I was watching a TikTok of like Kevin playing like a like a a key game with Nick where he would be like, pick this song and then Nick would have to like sing it in the key yeah. before he like heard it. And I was like, I was like right there, right there. Cause he did that. It was cause of my girl, Christy. And I like sent it to her and I was like, do you ever feel like this is your fault? Not fault. Do you take credit for this? And she was like, no, <laughs> I was like, I do for you. Well, I watched a couple of things while I was on my trip and when I got back. We watched uh, the Olympics, which was really fun because we were watching it on TV. And I haven't watched like actual network television in a very long time. So we get to watch a lot of commercials. Terrible. uh, I hate the Olympics commercials because they make me cry. And I'm like, how dare you make me cry, corporations? I have so many thoughts about the Olympics. There right was now. one commercial that was for Dick's Sporting Goods, but they did like, um, they played the Miss America pageant theme, but over like all the female athletes. And I was like, this is so affirming of diversity of women, but I hate that it's being made by a sports store. That's really I hate cool. that they're making this to sell me something. 
<laughs> but it like made me cry every time because they were like here she is miss america and it's like all these women of color that are like really buff and like sweaty and i was like oh that's awesome um but it was also fun because we like had no control over which sports we were watching so we ended up watching um i got to watch dressage for the first time which if you don't know what that is it's horse dancing shut i have to send you a tiktok right now so it is uh all really rich old european people riding their horse to see who can have the fanciest pranciest pony shut up that's so funny that's fun to watch um so we watched a lot of dressage um a lot of volleyball which was fun Scott was very sad because several of the things that were like historical events or things that happened, we had tickets for and we're supposed to be watching live had it not been for coronavirus. Like um, the Taekwondo women's match where the Philippines, no, the US, we got our first ever gold medal for a female Taekwondo athlete. We had tickets to that match and we would have like been there in person if it wasn't for COVID. Oh, so Scott so was really cool. sad about that. That sucks so bad. Yes. So we watched a lot of Olympics and then uh, I'm going to watch this TikTok and then I'll talk about the other thing that we watched that I want to talk about. <laughs> Very good. We'll share that TikTok on our Instagram. Sure. We'll have Sarah send me a... Yeah, we'll share it. Um, Yeah, so that was fun watching the Olympics. And we also watched um, a show premiered that I have been following the production of on Netflix (laughs) called Centaur World, which... I can best explain the viewing experience to you as if you remember the classic like early 2000s like flash animation videos that got passed around that were viral. It's like you're watching a somebody's like viral YouTube animation that got turned into a full length TV show and it's very entertaining. Wow, that sounds rough. It's so funny. It's called Centaur World. It is about a horse who lives in a world with her rider where they are fighting in a war and they have an ancient artifact that's supposed to change the tides of the war. But as they're like taking it back to their general, they get separated and the horse goes through a portal to Centaur World where everything in this world is a centaur. But not just like half man, half horse. Everything is like half person, half something. So like... She meets all these centaurs, and one of them is, like, a llama centaur. One of them is a giraffe centaur. One of them is, like, half man, half bird, but he's, like, the size of a bird. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) And they all have magic, and it's really funny. I would highly recommend it. If you want to watch something that's just, like, really off the wall and bonkers, I highly recommend it. And it's pretty short. That's going to the top of my list. Yes. I laughed a lot. It's just, like... Very off-the-wall humor. It's, like, in the same vein as, like, Adventure Time. I made all my friends watch it while we were at the beach. And they were like, is this by the same guy that did Adventure Time? And I was like, no, but this is the, like, I can see why you would say that. What is that? Your phone. Hello? Is that Brett? Brett, stop calling during the podcast. Oh, I missed it, actually, so it's okay. That's so funny. Have him, like call is, in. He he calls me once a day, once a day to tell me that he's coming home, and it's always during this podcast. Yes. It's so funny. Well, I, I would love to keep talking to you, but I need to plug my Mac in, so we should. Yeah, I have to our call outro. Brett back. What's our? I don't. You always say that, but I don't know what that means. Our outro. Oh, you know. follow us on Instagram. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next. <laughs> you know the song that oh, we yeah. always sing every single week. That's right, that one. Thanks for listening, everybody. Centaur World is also yeah. a musical. 
Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Watch It Sister. I might repost that TikTok. You should, because it's so funny. I have to figure out how to repost TikToks onto Instagram. It's actually. Don't I sound like a grandma? Well, I forgot that you don't have the TikTok. I don't have the TikTok account. You could just send me the login and I'll do it. I could. But I think my Instagram is linked to, like, all my accounts. You're going to hack my account? Yes. All right. Well, Sarah's going to hack me, so. LOL hacked. <laughs> um, thanks, everybody, for your patience, as our schedules have been kind of weird. I know probably no one really cares, but. Uh, hopefully we'll get back to a regular schedule soon, but don't hold me to that because I'm starting more work in a couple weeks, so who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, we love it to hear it. We love to hear from you because no one ever says anything and we love that, so. <laughs> it's okay. This is the closest Jesse and I have ever been. It's it been is. A good ride. This podcast is really just an excuse for us to talk regularly. The other day, <laughs> the other day I was talking to mom a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, mom, you'll be happy to hear Jesse's my best friend now because I don't have any other friends. And we're the only ones that talk every week." And she was like, "She was like, really? That's all I've ever wanted." <laughs> I know. I'm like the silver lining of everything that has gone on with our family in the past like 18 months is that Sarah and I have a better relationship than we've ever had. So. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. Have a nice week. Enjoy your week. Catch you next time. Bye. Watch it, sister.